Y'all already know what it is, your boy Yako. What it do? The Outlet to Reality, the oldest podcast invested in Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama or maybe hide from your baby mama. <laughs> Just kidding. But, anyways, fans, thank you for staying tuned. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Cha-ching! Y'all know where to find me. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, the Outlet to Reality. And, guys, my book just came out on Amazon. Um, it's called Shabbat in Chicago. Just to share a little bit about it, uh, dive into the captivating world of Shabbat in Chicago, a book about an audacious single mom who opens her heart and home to five adopted kids, seamlessly intertwining her Latino heritage with the rich tapestry of Judaism. Wait, there's more. More. The matriarch pulls together the most extravagant Shabbat feast, transforming her house into a vibrant gathering space for diverse souls. Labels fade as people from all walks of life converge under her roof to celebrate the bond of family, the power of tradition, and the warmth of hospitality. Guys, give it up for the one and only, our special guest, Rabbi Moti. Woo! Yeah, let's go make some noise. Let's go. Oh, man, I'm so happy you're here, Rabbi. It means a lot, and I know you're a busy guy, hard guy to try, but I'm, I'm happy we got you. <laughs> I'm so, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. I feel privileged to be on here. Thank you so much. Of, of course, Rabbi. So I'll share a little story. Um, for those who don't know, Rabbi Multi does a lot of big events, and I have one story I wanted to share. It was during Purim. And we were all dressed up in costumes, and uh, it's the time when we drink, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We have a good time. And the DJ, he was playing some merengue, which is, you know, some Hispanic music. And all I hear is, then, 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 my heart went boom, boom, boom. And so I looked at my friend. I said, hey, do you want to dance merengue? And she goes, I don't really know how to dance this. I said, don't worry, I'll show you. So we started dancing, right? And then within like two minutes, within Rabbi comes up with the mic, my check, my check, my check. He goes, "Everybody, thank you for coming today. I uh, just want to let you know, just keep it, you know, traditional. That keep the man, the, keep it kosher, keep it kosher. The man and the woman, thank you guys. Have a great day. Uh, I'll catch you around. And Rabbi comes down, right? Don't see me. He's like." David, uh, Yaakov, I had to stop you from dancing. I know you're an amazing dancer. I, I saw it. I witnessed it. I just, you know, you know, I got to do what I got to do. And I said, Rabbi, I'm sorry that I'm drunk. <laughs> and it was a, a nice moment with me and Rabbi because, you know, Rabbi, you know, he forgave me and he didn't make me feel bad. And we hugged each other. We laughed about it, took a shot. It was just a great moment. And I feel like Ever since then, I feel like Rabbi never forgot me. <laughs> like it's, it's like, hey, I remember Yaakov. <laughs> Dancing Yaakov, that's the thought. Right, right. But that was my. my, my I remember. <laughs> I couldn't remember that. You know, people. We'll, we'll get into maybe a little bit later, but people like to have a good time and to party. But of course, you have to have boundaries and lines of, uh, you know, where you go, what you do, how things go down. So. The second I realized it, it was I didn't wait two minutes. The second I realized it, I went right over there and to make sure uh I said you can party, you can have a good time, but 
no, uh, no dancing gonna happen. And you, you were like, oh, I'm so, you felt so bad. I was like, I think we did a lachan. Like, that's it's totally okay. No big deal. Yeah, thank you, Rabbi. That's how I know you had a good heart. We met, thank you. We met prior. We met Hanukkah, I believe. Yes. We came yes. to we all scream. Yes. That's what you came. I remember saying hello, big old hug. I saw the energy right away, which is amazing. But um, there you go. Listen, so that was the uh, positive, I guess, somewhat of a positive introduction that you and I had to each other. Yeah, I, and I think we got closer because uh, for any big other events that you host, I, I right away you recognize me. There may be 300 people, 400, but right away you're like, hey, David, hey, Yaakov, it's good to see you again. You know, see, I, I already know. I, I feel like a uh, rabbi got a little hard for me. I said, I, I love it. I love it. He, he recognized, you know what I'm saying? We try, we try, we try our best. You know, you got to make sure everybody, when people come to an event, it's not just another number, but it's a person, it's an ashama, it's a soul. So we try to connect. So if I see you, want to go say hello, get that, you know, get that rabbi love going right over there. I love it. I love it, rabbi. Now look, Rabbi. I know today's about you. You know, you're the big, the big guy, and, and, and you're amazing. <laughs> I, I want to know for our fans too if you can explain about your journey being part of YJP. If you if you could share like any any stories or memories. Sure. So actually, believe it or not, I was actually born in Las Vegas. I, I believe I was, I'm the first Orthodox religious Jew I think ever born in Las Vegas. I believe so. I don't know if anyone's uh I just turned 32 two weeks ago. So 32 years ago, I was born here. And the reason I was born here, those that are familiar with Chabad, my parents, my father and mother, were the first Chabad family, Rabbi and Rebison and family that moved to Las Vegas, you know, almost 33 years ago. Now, if you in Las Vegas, there's 21 Chabad rabbis, and you know, we have a school of 400 children, there's nine different centers. But 33 years ago, there was nobody here. Um, so my parents moved to, moved to Las Vegas with my older sister. She was born in New York. I have a twin, so I beat my brother, my twin brother, by ten minutes. So wow. I think I, could, I have the trophy. But you know, we were born, so I was born here in 1991 in Las Vegas, uh, the first Hasidic Jew for sure. I'd probably say Orthodox Jew as a whole. Um, and so my whole life, I knew that's, that's what I knew. I knew Las Vegas. Um, I, you know, I went to school here. My parents said they're going to have a day school, Desert Torah Academy, Torah Tosh, shout out to them. Um, once I finished school here, school was kind of easy in a way. My mom was a director. My dad was the dean. Kind of smaller class. I knew everybody. I did whatever I wanted. But then I went to Chicago. That's where real life hit. Uh -huh. Yeah, West Rogers Park. I was in high school there. Really strict high school for three years. So it was a big adjustment. Um, but I used to come back, of course, sometimes for the Chagim and the summer break, um, you know, see the community and whatnot. And then I spent some time in Miami and I spent some time in Connecticut. That's where I became a rabbi in New Haven, Connecticut. And then, you know, went off to Brooklyn, the Chabad headquarters, met my wife there, the traditional Chabad way, dating. And then I always knew that my dad's a rabbi, my dad's a Chabad rabbi. That's always what I wanted to do. I wanted to create an impact in this world, make a difference in this world. Um, I wasn't exactly sure you know, you know, what type of people, what type of community, but I always knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to spread Judaism in a fun, exciting, real way. So, and you know, when I was when I was dating, my wife and I were 100% the same page. She comes from Pittsburgh. Her family's 
you know, also Chabad family. So, um, and if you have an option of Pittsburgh or Vegas, where are you going to move to? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of a simple answer. I remember when I was actually, when I was, after I got married, she was taking me around Pittsburgh and she said, Oh, let me show you downtown. And there's, there's this little, little water stream by one of the hotels. So I said, I'll take you to the Bellagio when you go to Las Vegas. I'll show you what, uh, water shows about. So I always want to come back to Las Vegas. I feel like, I felt like there's a lot I can do here. And sure enough, after a year of Kolo studying in Crown Heights in Brooklyn, hardcore studying, um, moved back to Las Vegas. Actually, myself and my twin brother and our wives, we both moved back. Well, fun fact, myself and my twin, both our wives are from Pittsburgh. Whoa. Down the block from each other. We mo- the same moving truck. We moved, we were both in, in Brooklyn, in Crown Heights for Kolo learning, and then we both moved to Las Vegas to start our own organizations. Now, so for, to the YJP point, uh, YJP stands for Young Jewish Professionals. Um, it's the Chabad Young Jewish Professionals Network. There are over 100 of them throughout the world. A lot of chapters, probably 150 chapters throughout the world. Um, and people, the directors over there, the bosses in Brooklyn were always like, let's get Vegas on, let's get Vegas going, let's get Vegas going. I was a little bit hesitant because, you know, people will, you know, oh, he's an Orthodox rabbi, he's going to look down on me, I'm saying I'm such a bad Jew, and it's going to be a bunch of just back and forth studying. So, but when I got, once I got started, it was basically almost in six years now, it was Hanukkah. Hanukkah always marks the anniversary. I did it at one of the restaurants in town here. Um, and it took off. You know, we probably had close to 100 people that day, that night. I didn't know anybody. I thought I was, so I was born in Vegas. I knew people. When I moved back here after I got married, I maybe knew a handful of people. This was my event. And I was like, man, who do I know? Who can I talk to? <laughs> um, and then with time, thank God, you know, just, you know, I guess the positive word. Since we've started, we've met over a thousand young Jewish professionals, um, all walks of life, all affiliations. Um, and usually I would say once they come the first time, they're hooked on it. They'll come back again. But it's not really about the parties. Obviously, the parties is the way to get people through the door. But um, it's about, for me, it's about the person's neshama. My wife's the same thing. You know, it's not, I don't consider this a job, a nine-to-five job. This is my life. I'm, I'm dedicated and devoted to making a difference in this world, to bringing people closer to, to, get, to, to Judaism, connecting to Hashem through Torah and mitzvahs. So obviously, you know, I've, I learned pretty quickly if I say, hey, come for, you know, the three-hour Shabbat service, I'll get maybe a, maybe a minion together. But if I say we're going to do a, I don't know, a little happy hour prior, and then we'll do the service, get a lot of people through. So it's how you present it. And, you know, yeah, so the big events happen all the time, but the one-on-one, I'm sitting in my office here, excuse the mess, um, school starts here in two days. But the one-on-one meetups every single day, many, many of them, a lot of conversations, the tefillin, the mezuzahs, um, you know, coaching people's homes, all the coffee one-on-one meetups. That's really the Shabbat dinners. That's the magic. We'll get every almost every week 2025 YJPs that are home for Shabbat dinner. Big shout out to my wife who, with me being out and about running around Vegas trying to meet new Jews, she sits, makes all the food, she makes sure everything's taken care of. We have thank God four children. She watches all the kids. But um, the Shabbat dinners and the Judaism is really where the impact is. Obviously, the parties are nice and fun as long as there's no mixed dancing. Right. But, but you know, I, I mean, that's just a message. So I, I, I love when I hear someone says, hey, I remember that your event. It was so nice. You were so friendly. And I really want to feel like I have a community. People move to Vegas. You know, people come back and forth when they come here. 
and not really having a community. They're used to, let's say, living from California and they have Shabbat every week. And they feel like, they, oh, wow, I just, like two, three weeks ago, somebody came to my house. It was like, after Shabbat, almost crying. He said, hey, you know, I really feel like I finally found a community, a Shabbat dinner. This is what I do at home and I didn't really have it till now. So that's really what it's about, making a difference and making people realize that every little mitzvah, every good deed that you do, I don't care what you did before you walked into here or what you do once you leave. If right now we can do a mitzvah and connect, mitzvah doesn't just mean good deed. It means connection. We're connecting to Hashem, to God. That's something that's, and hopefully ushering in the coming of the Mashiach. So that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Of course, if you go to Instagram or whatnot, you'll see the parties, the events, which are awesome. And I love them. <laughs> um, you know, the more Jews are married, we'll get hundreds of Jews come to these events. But you know, the message is to try to connect to people in one-on-one. Wow. That's now. I want to. I want to. I know it's about me, but I want to for a second switch it to you. What's your take on uh, you know, I guess the couple of events that you've been to and the YGP experience? I guess, I to be honest, Rabbi, I like it. You always give a sheer like event, and it has to do with the whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's uh. Uh, what's the what's the one with the bomber with the the, the bomber, fire? Bomber, yeah. yeah, yeah. It it was so nice. You that got off it, hundred percent. And like people don't realize, just like a, you know, a lot of organizations just throw a party at an event. For me, when I do any venue that I go to, first of all, I go there numerous times beforehand. I go to the entire alcohol bar, and there's sometimes hundreds of bottles. I take off the ones that aren't kosher because a lot of flavored ones aren't kosher. I have to make sure the music. Is going to be up to par because we don't want to have what was discussed earlier on. Um, so in general, there's so much that goes into it. Um, you know, if we're to bring in kosher food, obviously, sometimes venues don't allow that. So you have to go ahead and ask them and try to explain. We only, I only keep kosher, obviously, as the host of the event. So it takes there's a lot of effort before people just show up at the event. They don't realize hours and hours of time and a lot of money went into it. Um, and then, yeah, for me, it's about connecting them. It's not just a social party, but it's about the holiday. It's about the message behind it. And that's what I always try to do. You got to share the bar Torah. If you don't, a little share of something. If not, I failed my job, I think. But And also it's about making those connections You know, at an event. For me, it's really hard. I'm also doing a lot of L'chaims. So I'm a little bit buzzed sometimes, but you want to go over to everybody and try to meet them. It's really, really hard. Thank God it's gotten so big. Um, that Sometimes people text me, hey, Rabbi, great event. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know you were there last night. But just going around, trying to see people and talk to people and get, make people feel comfortable and warm and happy. That's really what it's about. Wow. That's, that's amazing, Rabbi. I, I got to say, like, I I love that I'm meeting. It's a good way, too, to network. You know, meet people. Maybe I might find my future wife. You never know. So you never it's a good know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, on that point, like, you know, um, people come. I see people come for many different reasons. Some people come to network, business networking, which is great. A lot of business connections have been made. Some people come just to socialize. People come to find their significant other. Just from Shabbat dinner in my house, I've already made three couples. Whoa. Married, with all with kids now. And there's been quite a few, I'd probably say five or so, that are heavily dating now from events and Shabbat dinners and whatnot. So um, they say, by the way, three, if you make three matches, you go straight to Ghana and Garden of Eden. So I guess Olam Haba, we have an extra special place over there. But uh, So people come to find their significant others. People are coming just to find a community or people are just coming because, hey, what else are we going to do on a Tuesday night? Let's go see this cool party. It's cheap, cheap uh, ticket entry and get a whole bunch of drinks out of it. Let me go get some good kosher food. So 
yeah, there's so much to gain from it. But again, for me, it's about the Judaism aspect of it. Um, I'm not going to force it down someone's throat. I want them to appreciate it and accept it when they're ready for it. So, you know, uh, I mean, not to say all rabbis are sure are, are great. Some might be a little bit more maybe pushy than others. I try to let it come on, let it grow on them. And once yeah. they're ready for it, don't get me wrong. I definitely ask and just say, hey, I suggest things. But once they, if they come to, we all scream for Hanukkah, like, wow, this was awesome. And I want to come back again. Like, hey, have a come to Shabbat dinner. Have a come, let's yeah. have a little chat conversation. Then when I'm talking to them for, uh, you know, 20 minutes, half hour right here at this table. This is where the magic happens. Um, they'll be like, I'm like, hey, how about doing tefillin? Just, uh, what was it? Yeah, last, last Thursday, four days ago. Some of these, he's in his 20s, first time ever putting on tefillin. I've got mm-hmm. 10, probably hundreds by now, over 100 for sure, of people, it's called a karkafta, first time ever putting on tefillin in their life. I guess how it's presented to them. Mother like, oh, Rabbi, he was squatting like this and like that. But now I'm seeing it's a little bit different. So Judaism is sort of one size fits all. You can take what you appreciate and do. And that's what that's what the events are for. That's what that's why I do that every single day, nonstop. I love it. I love it, Rabbi. Now I do want to say something real quick, Rabbi. This is really cool. You you got to share me a little um how you say it, uh, a little spill, spill tea. So we so one thing I noticed, Rabbi, which I thought was a big thing that you did was you actually got to meet the biggest of all time in our generation, Aiden, Aiden yeah. Ross, who's, who's Jewish. Mordechai. 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 Put to fill in. Rabbi, if you could share a little bit, like like if you could spill the, the beans, but not the cheese, if you, if you could talk Gosh. about like... <laughs> just like on that. To reality, on Alice to Reality, we spill it all. So I'm spilling it all over here. Now, so actually, not, credit doesn't go to me. Obviously, I helped facilitate it, but there's a buddy I know. His name is Yossi. Yossi is a tefillin uh, rock star. He's at a, he now I think he's in California. He meets people. He has a tefillin all the time. He's always asking people to put on tefillin. He's put on with I think, numerous celebrities. Um, actually, I didn't know who Aiden Ross was. And only till afterwards that I realized it was a pretty big deal. So he reached out to me. I guess one of the one of the times he was putting on tefillin, he met somebody in L.A., who's in Aiden's inner circles. I'm not sure if he's a manager or, or helps, you know, facilitate different things with him. So, and once he found out that, I guess, he works with Aiden, with, with Aiden my friend Yossi's like, we got to get to fill on Aiden because Aiden's Jewish. And yeah, they kept on just pushing it off. Um, and then this, this friend of Aiden, I guess for whatever reason, I'm not sure if Aiden was getting some pushback on maybe not being... I guess pro-Jews, although he's Jewish himself, which is kind of strange. I think some of the people that he's friendly with and he associates with, you know, I don't know, Andrew Tate, this, that. So like he's getting some pushback. So I think he wanted to show the world, hey, not only do I not do I dislike Jews, I'm a Jew myself and I love it and I'm all about it. So he they said they were going to Vegas. Who do you think can go? Who do you think is the right person, I guess, in Vegas to facilitate that, make that happen, have a conversation? So I guess that's where I came in. Like, hey, I think Rabbi would be great. So, um, and when they call me, Yossi called me like, hey, Aiden Ross. I was like, who's that? You know, for me, I think Out to Reality is a bigger, uh, bigger streaming, uh, <laughs> you know, bigger platform than I didn't know who he was, but he told me it was on a Friday. He said I, he wants Aiden wants to show his fans what Shabbat's about, and of course, due to fill in. 
So I was like, for sure, let's do it. For me, I don't, you know, whatever, obviously it's pretty cool and, and nice, but if I get some to fill out of it, let's roll. So there's also a rapper by the name of BLP Kosher. I'm not sure if you guys know who he is, but um, he was there too. Uh, I, I came to the Red Rock Hotel. He was in the poker room. This <laughs> rapper came, like, all right, time to get the show on the road here. So um, they brought, I told them what, they got a rest, they got a kosher food from a restaurant. Again, it was before Shabbat, before Shabbat started, before Shabbat started. I told them to clearly say on the stream, they should know, hey, this is before Shabbat actually starts because obviously if Shabbat started, I wouldn't be able to do a live stream. Um, so we got some kosher food. I actually brought, and I don't think you've tried this yet, but my wife has the best challah. I guarantee you, the best challah ever. In town for sure. So I brought some of my own challah. They all loved it. They were going crazy for all. I guess his, his, I don't know, his bodyguards that I was with him, they were going crazy for the challah. So I brought some challah. First, so he came out. Um, Yossi's, Yossi was there too. He's like, hey, we should do tefillin. I sort of explained to him what tefillin are about. And I said, you know, Aiden's got a lot that goes on in his head, in his mind, and obviously in his heart, his emotions. Tefillin's about controlling the heart and mind. And you take a moment out of your day. That's why I think it's so important, though, just to sidetrack for tefillin. We're so busy in day-to-day life and what goes on, all the emotions that we have, all the feelings, all the thoughts in our mind racing back and forth. Tefillin is about, I, I, I dive and I pray for an hour with them every morning. I wouldn't do that to the typical person that I see, even for a minute. Disconnect from all that goes on in your daily grind and connect it to Hashem. I think it's very important. So I explained that to him. We did tefillin. He made the bracha. There was that TikTok video going around of me like instructing him word for word. And then I said, let's go kick it with the Shabbat dinner. We did the Shalom Aleichem. I spoke about coming kids and a cup of wine. We did the motzi. I gave them all some challah. And they were loving it. They had, they had a great time. Um, the second part of the stream was he was going to interview this rapper, BLP Kosher. But before that, actually, so I was just talking to him briefly. Obviously, it was the live stream. So I said, Aiden, I'd love to do this more often if you come to town often. He said, I'd love to do it more often too. I said, well, he's like, I can't give you my number now because everyone's, uh, you know, I guess it's the live stream, but let's kind of hopefully just do it again. So maybe we'll, uh, maybe his, you know, his neshama was inspired, his soul was inspired. Maybe he'll do it again down the line, who knows? Um, I heard he was in town recently again, but uh, we'll see if we'll get him to come again. But the fact he did a mitzvah, he showed you know, millions of followers, I think, through all his platforms. He did to film, he showed about Shabbat. He said he's proud to be Jewish. He spoke about his Hebrew name, Mordechai. So that's really, really powerful. It's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem, sanctification of Hashem's name. And just to show you that, there, unfortunately, there's so much hate out there, but people are crazy Aiden fans. How did I realize when I came back here to school the next morning, or if this was on a Friday, so the Friday, so Monday, all the kids in seventh and eighth grade, they're running here. Did you meet? I can't believe you met in there. I was like, oh, all right. You know, I guess it's a big deal. Um, so, but it's really, really powerful. And the, the voice he has, the message he can carry to so many people. So yeah, but that was the um, little Aiden tidbit. But um, again, for me, it might sound cliche, but no matter how famous or not, if we can do to film, we can do a mitzvah in general. It's really meaningful to me and meaningful to the person that's doing it too. Yeah. So I guess, you know, with the with the YGP and the events that he's doing, the charisma and whatnot, the, the energy... Because they thought I'd be the good guy for the job. And I think it worked out that day. Love it. I love it. I think too, like going back with Tefillin, you know, the Torah talks about it eight times. And 
it's a feeling it's so powerful like something i learned too is you were saying the mind and the heart and also the soul is right here in the back where the loose bone is right right and it's it's interesting because a lot of people don't know but the loose bone is uh, the midrash says it cannot be burned and it cannot break break and it's it's so beautiful thing that um you can't put it too low when you put you to fill it right on there right and it's like connected to the eyes isn't it It, it's just amazing Yeah, it feels very powerful. But like, generally, I, what I tell people when I meet them, I say, you know, we can talk about the weather. You can talk about, I don't know, about day-to-day job. We talk about sports. But let's do something impactful. Let's do a mitzvah. And, you know, mitzvah, as I said earlier, is not just good deed, it's connection. Every time we do a mitzvah, we're con- imagine like tying a little string with your neshama to Hashem. And every time you do one, so like, yeah, it could be you should do more but if we can make a connection right now, that's what counts, right? You know, if you without win is always on your record book, no matter how many losses you have. So I, I tell someone, like, oh, Rabbi, come on, don't even bother. I'm such a bad Jew. I don't keep going. Like, I don't care. Now, quite frankly, but I want you to, of course. But if right now we can do a mitzvah, let's do it. Let's connect to Hashem. Let's let let's let's give some soul the soul some food, and that's what I do in a day. That's my biggest grind and hustle every single day. That's what gets me motivated. Obviously, my wife and kids and family, but the, the, the you know the rabbi wise is the mitzvah. It's feeling super powerful. It's, that's my go-to. My film bag with the YJP logo right there. My yarmulke. I go with it every, wherever I go. Right here. Wow, that's amazing, Rabbi. I, I'm so proud of you for for the things you've done and yeah. how you impact so many young people. I think this is great because one, like you say, one mitzvah can can. It's almost like it planted a seed in them that yeah. they will never forget, and it will be with them wherever they go. Like wow, correct, correct. one hundred percent. And like people, you, people change, and like there's people who I used to have to chase down. Like Rabbi, no Judaism for me. I just want the events, and now they'll call me and say, "Hey, are you in the office? I want to come by for a tefillin or for a little Torah discussion." So yeah, it gets through after time, and I see whether people you know connecting for marriage or just wanting to study more, you know. To, to do another mitzvah, it's 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 you know it works. It's 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 the connection to Hashem, and it's, it's Judaism's old kept secret, I guess, and it's not really a secret. But um, yeah, that's what I do day to day. And just on that note, you know, coming up soon, it just started the month of El, so coming up the high holidays now, Rosh Hashanah, we're going to do nice, a nice event with the shofar blowing, Yom Kippur, we'll have you know the services, and then there's a breakfast, then there's Sukkot. I always do a nice event in the sukkah with uh lula vanessa so a lot of lot going on stay tuned the next uh month plus and we just had we just finished a lot with our summer party we had aliza ben shalom here a lot going on and there's always there's always stuff going on love it i love it all right well look rabbi i'm really happy you're here you know it's an honor i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap it up guys this is the outlet to reality the oldest podcast in vegas and chicago every tuesday uh, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Choo-choo. Number one, number number one, one podcast. Let's go. Thank you, Rabbi. Don't forget to, um, you can follow me on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, the outlet to reality. My Snapchat's take more pass it, and my TikTok is at Yakov28. Guys, don't forget, I'll find my book in Amazon, Chicago. In Chicago. Right, right. <laughs> 
and rub our work on Instagram, YJP Vegas, Facebook, Young Jewish Professionals Las Vegas. You can always get a hold of search Rabbi Mutti. I get a hold of me, calling always available for anybody. Doesn't make a difference, young, old, professional or not. Just want to connect and help you uh, on your Judaism journey. Anyways, thank you so much. Honestly, I appreciate you having me on here. Thank, sorry about the delay in uh, getting me on here. Um, and let's do it again soon.